0: We would like to pay our respects to the traditional custodians of the land that we are recording our podcast on today. For me, I am in Sydney, that is Gadigal land, and Ioni is in Los Angeles, so she is recording on Keech, Shumash, and Tongva land. We would also like to pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Or dolly,
1: a great party, we all drank it got kinda gnarly,
2: we're <laughs> feather, are tougher than leather, together we together.
0: Babe, I got some really big news, really good news. Okay. So I'm on tour right now in Australia, right? The reviews have started rolling in. Okay. Someone tweeted me that I was, get this, wait for it, better than expected.
2: That is so Australian. And it is so. It's profoundly Australian.
0: (laughs) And it's profoundly what my fan base. And.
2: Well, because people have liked to give you a hard time, because you had that like Andy Kaufman thing. I have a
0: punchable face. Where
2: you were like, you, yeah, you, that people want to punch you. Me and meaning, Gwyneth, Paltrow, yeah, they just you
0: <laughs> for different reasons.
2: <laughs> you're, the, yeah, it's sort of like a ver, a form of Gwyneth Paltrow, where there's like a love hate for you. I think it's
0: people that are just living For some it. reason. If you're if you're hardcore living it, out come the haters.
2: Yes, for sure, you and Taylor.
0: But isn't that um it, I mean it's nice that it was that they found me better than expected, but I'm wondering what they expected and if it was so average why they even went.
2: Well, I don't, I could guess, but it's it will feel a little depressing or something to start guessing cuz it sounds like kind of negative things, I don't know.
0: Nonetheless, what the they, shows are going yeah, well. Yeah, that's shows that's
2: well. <laughs> Listen, that or it's a very Jewish thing. It's like oh, eh, Well, it's better than expected. It could go either way though. It's what? Better than expected yeah. like Yeah, with Jewish parents, can go either way. Either it's like my Michael, God bless him, he could do anything, no wrong, or it's like you're in a movie, like you know, it can go either way. I didn't see that for you. Like, is that a real movie? Mm. Yeah. Um, So there's a kind of you know, but they just didn't want to let themselves down. But they, you didn't, you didn't let them down. No, I
0: surpassed their expectations. And I I did a TikTok just before saying that I can only hope that in the next 30 years of my career, I continue to be better than expected. I mean, honestly, that is like a good, humble goal we should each have. I hope this podcast is better than people expect.
2: Don't worry about being great. Just be good. Who said that? Yeah.
0: A psychic told me that at 19. Yeah. (laughs) Huh? <laughs> I like it. she was really uh immortalized like that quote really found its way into my mythology it's probably the danger of seeing psychics nonetheless how much are you probably. missing me I'm missing you so much
2: <sighs> it's very, it's a lot a lot in that sigh that sigh said a thousand a thousand words yeah we're not used to being yes separated. I miss you it's very pretty, much yeah I know it's true. I mean it's sort um, of like
0: satisfying in that I think we're both doing what needs to be done. You are holding down the fort at home and you're writing your book and I'm out touring, building my show, making some money and we both are exactly where we're meant to be doing what we need to be doing but we like to do it side by side. Is that too much to ask? We like
2: to parallel play. I know it's 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 okay. We're I mean it's good to p- practice being apart from one another. <laughs> I know. Because we're a bit our but first yeah, date it's, was it's, seeing a John
0: and Yoko documentary. We are, we are possibly in our DNA is embedded the gene of the enmeshed working artists.
2: That that put a spell on us. It did. Whatever movie you see on your first date will be. And it's funny, I was just telling my kid and her teen friends, they were asking me about my first date, and I said, I saw poltergeist Whoa. with this kid. And that would have been a terrible spell right? if that was the type of movie we had seen. How old were you? How old were
0: you? how old were you on your first date?
2: Well, this I was little, but like 12 or 13. Wow. Did but your mom I was, know it was you like were going a, on a date? Yeah. I mean, it was like one of those dates where they probably, who knows, they might have even been in the, my mom could have been in the theater yeah. four rows behind. My but first date was a double was date
0: like a, in like fifth grade i think there was sort of two couples and we went to see parenthood at double bay cinemas and Mm -hmm. i remember we went to watch the movie and we watched it and then we walked out and we didn't really have any plan after so it all felt very awkward so i just remember i said to i said to the girls we should do this again sometime <laughs> because I'd heard people say that in <laughs> movies and stuff. And the other That's guy was good. with just burst out laughing and he thought it was the funniest thing anyone had ever said.
2: That's really cute. Yeah. I, I I sometimes think about, you know, when people used to go like making out or what would they call it in cars, parking, like cruising parking. with people, parking, and how you see in these movies, people like a couple in the front and then in the back seat, and they're both making out at the same time. That's a little crazy. And I always for me. thought that'd be so weird. It's like for some reason, for teens, it's like that's what teens do. But grownups doing it, it would be like you'd be a swinger. Yeah, I think
0: the thing is, but with, because yeah.
2: they're teenagers, it's not swinging. It's like well, kids just never, never have enough. That, space. But it's like
0: just so they're already they're yeah, so used but to like, having it's like So space.
2: then it's like. Yeah. Now I'd be like, I don't know if I want to hear my friend making out in the front seat. But back then, I mean, I never did that, but it seems like you just kind of, that's what they had to do. Was there like a lover's lane,
0: like a place, did people go, growing up in Hollywood, was there like a place where people parked and made out and
3: stuff?
2: I'm sure. um, I mean, I didn't, what did we, I, I remember inviting a boy over when I was babysitting, which I felt really guilty about. Yeah, that's surely um, a
0: violation of the trust the parents placed in you.
2: Yeah, very much so. They were really trustworthy. I babysat like a newborn and a 2-year-old. They were lawyers. Well, you're like so I told good this with story babies before, but I am really good with baby. I can't wait to see the baby Emily who's <laughs> coming Scout over his baby.
0: And 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 you're so good with the beautiful <laughs> babies. I think really part of what our fan base understands oh, is your maternal nature as a podcaster, you're taking I care am. of the community.
2: I'm a grumpy maternal, like parenting my teenager on my own. It's because I don't have you, I'm grumpier because you get a little more like you're doing it on your own. So I'm trying to remember. I just saw a really sweet, you know, Gabor. the uh, Gabor Mate. Gabor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did some sort of Instagram thing about, they did like a study on parents who were like overly like attentive to babies versus ones who are just like nice sort of attentive but also just like teaching the kids to kind of be independent and the ones who had the like really like attentive parents the the kids were more confident Mm. so then it made me want to. that's then goldie like woke up from a nap because she's not feeling well and i gave her like a big hug oh that's nice goldie sent me a tiktok so
0: she sent me a tiktok yesterday that was said this is you yeah and it was a sound about my dad after yelling at me at me for half an hour and the voice was can i give you a really big hug <laughs> and it oh, is kind of like is that? it is I sort of mixed did. messaging you get as a kid that like your parents like yell at you about oh like God. logistics and homework and responsibilities and then just want to like double check that, that you feel love
2: i know um there's that great scene in miller's Crossing where there's, the, I don't know who the actor is, but he plays a mobster and he is having a meeting and his son comes in and goes like, daddy, daddy, like, look at my paper from school. And the little- and Wait, the, is he Italian? <laughs> and the, yeah, it's oh, all Italian. Okay, cool. And the mobster just smacks a little boy across the face. <laughs> and then the little boy starts crying and the mobster goes, oh, did somebody hit you? <laughs> and it's like the most amazing scene because it's like so insane. And it's kind of like that, like those abusive people who are like, beating someone up and then giving them a present. I know. It is so crazy that you can't resist
0: traumatizing your children, you know, just by.
2: I know. know, I mean, I'm not being that mean. I'm being a little like eye rolly because I'm just like, she's had this cold for so long and I'm like, I'm sick of getting you bowls of food. And then you're like, I don't want that. There's only room for one teenager in the house, babe. And it's the actress mother. (laughs) Exactly. I am the teenager. (laughs) Um, It is nice. I've met a few people at the
0: shows. Sorry, we're, gonna, we're yeah. stepping on each other a bit because we're not used to doing this online with like a minimal we're delay. We're
2: overexcited We're to overexcited. Talk. But I have
0: met a few fans of the pod at the shows. There is a couple of people oh. who've come up to me saying they're really more fans of the pod and they came to the show sort of through the podcast, which oh. is pretty cool.
2: Maybe that was the guy who was like, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah,
0: exactly. He was like, oh, I didn't think I'd like him. I mainly like, I mainly like his podcast work. But uh what were you right. saying? You're listening so then, to something?
2: Then, how how um long gone? Yeah. How far gone? How long gone, yeah. Um how long gone? Is that what it's called? That is what it's called. No. I know it is one of
0: those names that doesn't quite roll off the tongue. Yeah. How long well, gone? Well, don't
2: put them down because I'm about to put them down further. I like how I'm long kidding. gone. I love how long gone. <laughs> I okay, know you, you love can put them, them down. <laughs> I love them too. No, I deeply love them. That's why I need some anal- okay, analysis. Okay, so you want to do here. a
0: little critical analysis of how long gone?
2: Like, I love, they're smart. I like their rapport. I love that they talk about like restaurants and clothes and they're hysterical. Um, but they were talking about a funny thing about men reading a book to kind of like pick up. Oh yeah. I heard girls. that. I heard like, that men about, used like, to it's do a way it of where, picking like, up
1: chicks.
2: In, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'd be, they'd have a, you know, rough copy of a Hemingway book, and but now they started reading more just like bestsellers because well, like kind of the topical books books.
0: that people are wanting to make conversation about exactly. And
2: it was a great bit, and they're just yes, but then they were saying like girls pretend to like football for men, Mm. which I found offensive, and then also saying that, um, one of the things that a girl would want her boyfriend to do is go out to dinner. With, like, because they were talking about things you pretend to do to pick up each other. And they were saying some of the things you wouldn't do for your wife or girlfriend. And they're like, oh, go to, like, when they're like, why don't you come to dinner with my friends? So what it made me think of was A, that you are the lesbian of men because you love going out with women and friends, my friends. But also, it's like, is that an anomaly or like, or is it, is even hipster people like those two guys who are very hip and, you know, they're like not macho dudes in the Midwest or whatever. They're still has, have like gender roles like that, right? Yeah. So they're just very unique. Okay. So, or is that sexist? Like, I just felt a little like girls, oh, pretending to like football. Like, look, it is it a just little sexist. So old fashioned, or is it a bit? It is, is it a little sexist. Okay. that's or the they thing. sexist? I think, and you, is I don't know, know if you've or noticed, or are they sexist? I
0: don't know if you've noticed this with us parting, but there is sort of this need to have a take on things that can sometimes lead to you becoming a more staunch not you lead to one the podcaster becoming a more staunch defender of a viewpoint than they might organically be for the sake of keeping conversation going and being entertaining so with people like those guys i kind of like believe half of what they say anyway. I think in general, they're sort of being just entertaining. Um, I think they lean more to the side of like sparring rather than actually giving earnest viewpoints on things. Although they do sometimes. Of course. You know what I mean? So-
2: but yeah, I don't need them to be earnest. I love the comedy of it. I love them going. They're so their choice of words, the way they break things down. That's their genius. It's so funny. I just thought, is this like are they? I, I don't know. Like I guess that's the funny thing we were talking about the earlier about movies. Uh, you and I were talking about how. Some things aren't like overtly racist, but it's like are you the right person to be saying that? And so, anyway, I don't know. I'm still gonna listen. I love them. I'm just curious if it was like, is that okay to make that a bit, or is it like, is it like, should I be less offended? No. Well,
0: and, yeah. one of the things I think you're picking up on, which would be the number one criticism of that podcast, is that it's broy. You know what I mean? Like but people they're that like
2: hipsters. Yeah, but I that's the thing. That's why I think
0: that's why that podcast has done so well. Because they've hit this intersection between bro culture and hipster intelligentsia culture. So it's like guys who aren't afraid to be guys, but also are into fashion and into music and into, you know, it's like.
2: And like, that's my for, I love that. Like, you know, me, Russell and Noah and all the guys, like, I love going out with the guys and, you know, when they, it's like my, I love, Men joking like that, and women, I guess. I don't know why I'm saying men, but I've, I think historically, like because men have grown up being, you know, encouraged to be outwardly like comedians and stuff. So I think I just grew up in the 90s and 80s watching my brother and his friends be like comedians together, and I would join in. And so I do love – I grew up loving like two dudes doing that, so I like it. Well, you and
0: I had a good chat the other day after the the last episode with our friends Lauren Lapkus and Mike Castle, which people should listen to if they missed. It's one of – I think we both found it one of our favorite episodes because it's very it relaxed invigorating. and flowy in a cool way. But we yeah. were talking about our gender roles. I love roles. You're like,
2: relax. I'm like invigorating. Well, it was both. It was yeah. both.
0: But, but we were discussing both. our gender roles and how we sometimes fall into tropes of you being like the ditzy wife and me being the frustrated husband and how these things are so embedded in our psyches for generations that it's almost hard not to step into the stereotype sometimes.
2: You're like George Burns and I'm like Gracie Allen. Like George, also he entertained until he was like 109 years old. And I could see you doing that. I'm going to be a little
0: wrinkled guy. It's going to be, it's going to be great.
2: I mean, Jane Fonda, I love old, like now there's so many older actors who just get to perform like at, at old age. It's so good. But yeah, I think, um, it's interesting. And the other thing I was going to say, I forgot. I'm like overexcited to talk to you. But yeah. Oh yeah. I was gonna say something funny. Um <laughs> that's always a good way to you have to cut the that beautiful out. babies will cut be. Cut this judge a little bit that. out, but listen. Listen, <laughs> yeah. listen. How how long gone is great because they break down like the food they went ate at it or different news and things they break stuff down. But you and I so far in this pod have been breaking down conversations we had in between the podcast. So yeah, that's I right. thought that was that struck me as very amusing. That what if our thing became us just breaking down other conversations. Well, yeah, our sort of mecha. scene
0: report is really just the scene like between <laughs> us just what we what
2: we
1: bullshit ten about. 10 minutes ago
2: when we had that <laughs> conversation. So one thing going back to their talking about the Have you ever read a book to impress someone in public?
0: Ooh. I, I have it, read a book way. that I was worried about the opposite effect of. There was sort of an occult classic called Inside the this
2: is so you. called
0: Inside the White Brotherhood. But it wasn't about oh Aryan God. stuff. It was about like these celestial oh. masters. And I remember when this book right. was being passed around between friends in one of my cultic situations, I was like, I'm not sitting like at a cafe or on the train and reading a book called Inside the White Brotherhood.
2: Right. So did you cover up the book? Yeah, I was like, you, you did know, you? put it
0: in another cover, put it in, um, you know, like yeah. my year of rest and relaxation.
2: Nice. <laughs> together we're weird, we're leader together. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Hi, beautiful babies. I'm Ben Lee. And I'm Ione Skye. And we
0: are the hosts of Weirder Together Podcast.
2: If you enjoy our podcast, you might like some of the podcasts that our friends make and release on the Weirder Together Podcast Network. Like
0: punk legend Jello Biafra's Renegade Roundtable.
2: Multidisciplinary artist Brock Enright's trippy sonic journey, vague data.
0: Making Ways, the Art of Music, an exploration of the ways that musicians and visual artists communicate and collaborate.
2: Raw Impressions with Lou Barlow and Adele Barlow. I
0: love that. One of my favorite married couples. And The Blag Show with Sarah and Sally, a collection of never before heard vintage interviews with legendary artists.
2: And The Future of Being a Musician with Ben Lee. Find these
0: pods on your favorite podcast platform now.
2: Love ya. I rewatched Fast Times at Ridgemont High and every single line is really funny. And one thing struck me is there is a cute scene between Jennifer, Jason Lee and Phoebe Cates where they're reading in a magazine like sex stuff, those questionnaires in one of those magazines. And and it was like, do you like to climax before your partner climax after your partner or with and phoebe cates goes with but i was just thinking climax that's a word that's not people don't really use that word totally it's fallen
0: out of favor hasn't it yeah <laughs> do you like so it is it a word think you we like?
2: should it's funny <laughs> did you watch well, so the I, new kardashians that was episode a good climax yeah did you watch No, new- but I will now, There's a whole know you've cheated on me by watching. I did. Like, I was like,
0: we have our shows we watch together, obviously, but I was jet-lagged and I needed oh, comfort food, was, so I watched Kardashians and Housewives of Utah. But they had a big talk about the word the, titties uh, and who likes it, who doesn't like it, who finds it um, offensive. Sorry, what were you going to say?
2: Yeah, let's go through that. No, there was another thing that they were saying in How Long Gone or How Far Gone.
0: Um, <laughs> I like We're just doing like a recap of that How Long About that women,
2: <laughs> would you watch – would you watch reality shows for your oh yeah partner yeah and you're the one I who got you got me into, it. into it so i think i like so reality like shows
0: better than fictionalized shows like reality shows to me are sort of they're just like cult i've been thinking about this a lot cuz obviously like i'm involved in tiktok and i work with young artists and i i'm interested in what's happening currently and i've been thinking about mm-hmm. how Important it is to be critical of contemporary culture versus immersing yourself in it and playing the game. Because there's tons of artists who can tell you everything that's gone wrong with the music industry and why social mm-hmm. media is bad for it. And I've always just had the attitude of who's got time to do it? We, we're, we're actually trying to pay bills and build careers and communicate. But I've been thinking about that with reality TV. Like, I, in some ways, I'm like a highly impressionable audience member. I kind of like to go with the flow of culture, um, even though a lot of the culture I like musically and stuff is like a little left of center. I'm kind of interested in where culture's going. I'm totally making you yawn by mansplaining my attitude no, to pop culture. No,
2: I love it. <laughs> no, I'm You're like just like guy. nodding and yawning like, at me. Great, <laughs>
0: but do you know what no, I mean? No, like,
2: I love. No, I love that. I love. Um, I like it, it. For me, it's just different moods. Like I feel like. Um, you know, my brain, there's parts of it that crave like reading a book or something. And then I want reality. And then sometimes I want something that's more, you know, like a Fellini film, whatever. I sound pretentious, but something that's kind of going to nourish me in a different way. But I think reality is so good and interesting. And it's, I think more and more, (laughs) I'm so happy as I get older learning when to do things like when I need to relax, if we're having a particularly stressful time, watching a reality show is good for you yeah, or it feels yeah. good for me. Whereas when I was in my twenties and I never knew like, wait, I should be doing this. And I, I, I never really knew the order of things. I was, I mean, obviously if I had like to learn some lines for a scene I was doing the next day, I would, that was a priority. But now I know my priorities. Like I have to, you know, get, my kids snack together and I have to like rewrite these pages for the book or so, and I have to like remember to work out or look in my calendar. But then when I have the time I can, watching a reality show to de-stress feels like good for you. Yeah. And you know, the other
0: part of it too, with culture, there's the visceral or aesthetic enjoyment we get from a piece of work, like looking at a beautiful painting or something. But As important to me is the being part of the cultural conversation where we can, in our community, talk about all manner of things using these artworks as like a lens. So for me, part of what's fun, like we were talking with Daphne, Ezra, Pally, and Off Menu about this a few months back when a few of the people like, like Pally and Andy didn't watch Real Housewives or any of that kind of thing. And they said, What's the, give me the elevator pitch on why? And I was saying, Because by participating in the conversation, we can essentially talk about who we are and what our values are. It means we're sharing touchstones of conversation. So I think that's part of it too. Like it's really fun to be in a shared, that's what was great. That's what people loved about Barbie and Oppenheimer that like we could actually talk about ourselves and who we are by having the same reference points.
2: Yes. Yes, so so true. I love that. I love it. And um there are interesting thoughts and conversations that come from these ideas. It's like the town square conversations that we don't necessarily have because we don't live in a town where you're watching things happen. On that in, I mean, you yeah. know,
0: in that yeah. vein, did you listen to you listen to the New Yorker critics at large? Pod that Nomi Fry's done with her too.
2: i I'm ones. halfway through and I'm living and loving. It's really it. good, isn't I'm it? I'm living for it. I. It's so interesting. I'm. I can't wait because I'm so far just. It's talking. This one's about cringe. Yeah, it's about like how um, to with John Wilson core.
0: and Nathan Fielder. Cringe yeah. core,
2: and they are just segued into the difference, sort of, between Nathan Fielder and um how to with John Wilson. Yeah. How John Wilson how to is a little more heart, you know, heartfelt. And I'm um, curious to hear, because one of the people in the pod, the man, I know Nomi Fry, yeah, I but <clears throat> he he was, he can barely, he does not like to watch it. And he seemed critical of it, whereas Nomi and the other woman, like Nathan. And yeah, it made me think about all of well, that. Well, there was a whole interesting um, thing. They I thought into, they were going to talk about, going Oh, on no, something. I was just
0: going to say about um, neurodivergence and how, there's, If you oh, go yeah. online, like on Reddit, there's a massive community of people that feel very seen by Nathan Fielder and John Wilson yes. because yes. we these shows are about people who buck convention and the point they make on this yeah. analysis is a lot of people who are on the spectrum look at the conventions and say, it's not us that's crazy, it's your world that's crazy with all of its conventions and expectations yeah. and etiquettes and it's fun seeing these antiheroes buckle them.
2: Yeah, I know. We were talk- last night. I was at dinner with a couple of uh, girlfriends, and we were talking about our doctors. And I was like, we were saying how a lot of doctors feel a little bit on the spectrum, and they're very. And I was like, but I do feel good if they're good. At- they know they remember. They were good at memorizing, perhaps, and <laughs> they know their stuff. Oh, the last thing I want is like a bed- poetic bedside doctor. manner. Yeah,
0: I don't want a doctor who's going to be I moved know. by emotion in the moment and suddenly like change no. plan because the muse strikes them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll I'll take and also there's something comforting. It's funny. I have a doctor who has terrible bedside manner, but I almost feel comforted by his. Um, he's not emotional or cha- or or charged. Um, so I don't feel stressed when he's talking to me about things. Of course, he that's you know if he's giving me not terrible news, so I'm already feeling okay. But I like you know it's sort of calming that he sort of doesn't have you know, a lot of like emotion going on in his voice in a certain way. Do you know what I wanted but to also- But I was tell, telling them about We Rock the Spectrum. Oh, my God. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> oh, I didn't, How do we even tell that story?
2: <laughs> no, it's just funny. There's a place nearby. It was like sort of not far. And so we would take Goldie to this indoor. And it was before Spectrum was like a household name. It was I, And we. it's an indoor playground. And, oh, and it was years and years ago, for years we took Goldie, her friends, and I I did sometimes think that were a few kids who seemed kind of Needed whatever, like have different yet. people caring for them there and stuff. Yeah. But it just had like a zip line and swings indoors, like if you wanted. And then just a couple of weeks ago, Goldie was like, you know the place you used to take me was for kids on the spectrum Mm. and I was like really? She's like it's called We Rock the Spectrum. (laughs) That just went over our heads. I just was like I thought I meant like colorful spectrum Uh, I don't know. Hey
0: you know what I meant to tell you I don't think you've heard yet this week's episode of Roy Impressions Lou and Adele Barlow's podcast Oh, it's really moving it's really moving It, it covers a whole bunch of different things but one of the things that it starts off with is you know Lou's got pretty bad tinnitus or tinnitus, um, and he recreates the frequency digitally of the ringing in his ears um, as part of the podcast. It's kind of interesting. That'll
2: trigger me. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's a bit of a triggering episode because it's a lot about (sighs) some different health concerns and things, but it's also just, I find Lou and Adele, the way they communicate to be so heartfelt and loving and genuinely moving that I just was very touched by the episode. I thought it was really...
2: I know I I nice. love their yeah I really like that podcast every time I put it on I really really like that
0: hey you know I've done I've done like three DJ gigs along with my gigs since I've like doubled the amount of gigs I've done as DJ dad bod now in the last week and it's like I'm learning stuff about it it's really cool <laughs> I'm starting to get a little more. Well, I'm just like, you know, getting some more gigs under my belt, like getting the ability to like make more decisions on the fly. Yeah. I'm learning. I don't know. I guess just like, I guess I'm learning about the, more about the threshold for when to change songs and stuff like that. Because there are some moments when drawing a certain song out and letting people drop in. To a groove for longer is really good. And there's other times when, especially because my stuff, it's sort of gimmicky. Like the, all the mashups, they, they almost have jokes in them, you know? And at a certain point, the joke has landed and been assimilated and it's time to move on unless you can really go on a bit of a journey. So that's been, that's been really interesting. And it's just been like, I've been so happy to, you know, we did this festival show, Wanderer, the other night. It was a massive stage. It was like 5,000 people, full band. And I had all the props and my, i make Instagram, Rachel Burke cape. And, you know, it's, it's been incredible. Like for people that don't know the story of how this, this particular show came together was a few years back. I looked at all my peers, artists that I kind of came up with in the nineties and early two thousands. And I saw they were all doing these amazing festivals and I wasn't really doing any of them. And I had this moment where I just realized I'd never put in the time and energy and work into building a festival show. And so I met this guy, Dave Jenkins, who's a great music director and drummer, and we just set about building this show and it's kind of like a five-year plan. And the plan is at the end of five years to have like one of the best festival shows going in Australia. And it's like we're on our way now and it's so... I don't know. It's so cool as you get older that like a five-year plan to me is easy to be patient through. Like when I was in my 20s, a five-year plan would have been unthinkable. But now I'm just like, yeah, five years. I can put in five years to build something really cool. So it's just been really satisfying to watch that come together.
2: I know. It's so exciting. It's funny when you see other people do things and you stop thinking – that you could just do it there's this kind of you know but it does have to line up like for example this book it just seemed like the right timing maybe five years ago or ten years from now it wouldn't be or something you definitely don't want to push a boulder up a mountain for too long but when that when it when it sort of feels like the right time it's yeah it's good to kind of remember you just have to start building it
0: yeah you know what's cool about what you're saying on one hand you stop thinking you can just do everything immediately because that is part of the fantasy Mm -hmm. of being young, that like, oh, I could do that. Just put me on a stage under a spotlight, I could do that. But on the other hand, you also (laughs) stop thinking that you can't do things and you realize that, oh, if I'm willing to put the time in, I could have that too. And that's really fun. Like your book is going to end up being a five-year plan from conception to release. Like that will have been, you know, five years. And it's it's amazing just to – I don't know, just to get more grounded with what it takes to make things really good and make them successful.
2: I know, it's funny, you kind of are waiting for people to just uh, write something for you or, you know, discover you or help you along, but um, there is a funny thing though, because you can't like knock on everybody's door, but you also can't just stand around and wait for people to discover you.
0: Absolutely. Um, got to
2: know the right doors. Got to know
0: the right doors to knock on. I've got a few more shows coming up. Can I give them a quick plug? Um, I'm playing yeah. I'm playing Wednesday night, 4th of October, at La La La's in Wollongong. Thursday, 5th of October, Avoka Beach. 6th of October, The Baroque Room, Katoomba. 7th of October, Talagandra Hill Winery. Then on the 9th of October is the 20th anniversary Rage in Placid Lake screening at Ritz Cinemas in Randwick with Alexei Toliopoulos moderating a Q&A after the film. And then on the 13th and 14th are Melbourne shows. 13th is Northcote Social Club and 14th is Kindred Ballroom in Footscray. So people can come along because they I'm are so going to be better than expected.
2: I know. I think so. Um, and you look good in Rage at Placid Lake. Like you're acting. Looks oh my really god! Good. I feel like you're just like I feel like you're making amends it. for the ways in which you've like taken me down a notch or two over my acting in the past. <laughs> no, I'm not. I thought you were sort of like, yeah, you know, for a musician, I was good, but you were really. I don't good think in it was Rage really at Lake.
0: Good. I was really good. I I do think I there's something about the uniqueness of that character. He was such an oddball. That even my stilted yes. acting actually worked with the character because he was such an idiosyncratic person. But whatever. But that it takes.
2: still means you were good. But
0: the one thing I'll say about that yeah. film is when I posted the yes. trailer up on Instagram yesterday, the amount of people who said, This movie changed my life or this was my favorite film growing up, I watched it over and over. Like when you take out all the formal conversations of analysis of your own, you know, was I happy with my performance? Was I not? How did the movie do? And you just realize, like, wow, we made something that actually touched people and that they remember. I feel I really know. proud of that. And on a twentieth anniversary, it feels like quite a. And for the moment, the only place to watch that movie is YouTube. <laughs> so if if you're not coming oh, really? to Rand, if you're somewhere else in the world and not in Sydney. Um, You can watch it on YouTube, look it up, The Rage in Placid Lake, me and Rosebud.
2: Oh, they should put it out more places. Yeah, it's nice when you you have had a movie or a TV show or whatever, your work come out and it didn't get, you know, the initial rave reviews that you wanted. And then years later, people will say that was my favorite of yours or I love that movie. And you have to remember that sometimes like just the sort of initial press is not what and the natural reaction of some people is not because i've so many things i've just thought oh well that didn't work and then over the years people were like oh god i love that like odd things i can't wait in in.
0: two decades when the camping fandom the camping stands come out of the woodwork (laughs) (laughs) Um, if they can find that uh, um well i love you babe i'm i love parting with you i was just sitting here thinking because i'm watching you on a screen as opposed to sitting next to you i was thinking like you are a great podcaster. Like, I think you always really? were natural, Thank but you've you. also become like this super professional, like, I don't know. It's like really impressive. It's fun. It's fun potting with Back you. Back at you. Um, I want to end. You were- oh, oh, man. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, I just, I'm impressed <laughs> I'm Impressed with you too. In the <laughs> Lauren Lapkus podcast, I was like, wow, go Ben. You were just <laughs> well, you had really, like a frog really, really in your funny. throat for the first
0: 20 minutes. So I was really I carrying know. the first act.
2: <laughs> Jeez. So see, that's like, that's a great example of, you know, like getting better at something mm. be- when you just kind of have to, like, totally. you know what I mean? Like you learned by doing. I know I, had a frog in my throat and it was i was so bombed but but then i then it was fine it, yeah it it came and it was and also it was it's good. your
0: personality like you're less inclined to be a sort of polite i don't mean that in you're not impolite i just mean you're not going to fake it with most things and sometimes it does take a little longer for you to get warmed up but you will very genuinely enter a conversation at the right time if that makes sense do you know what I mean?
2: I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I interrupt a lot.
0: <laughs> well, I love it. Anyway, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna wrap up. Uh, I wanna. Someone requested this song in Brisbane, and I hadn't thought about it. And I was like, Oh my god! I played this song. Are you gonna sing it live? No, no I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna I mean, wrap. Are you up. Gonna sing it to me? No, but I'm gonna. This this is for you, baby. And uh, this is a song from Ripe, and it's my song, Numb. And it was just so fun to play. I was like, Oh my god! I should put this back in the live set. But anyway, um, love you, and
2: beautiful baby. We'll chat
0: soon. Okay.
2: I'm in surgery
3: It's an emergency It just occurred to me Ironically, I caught a disease That take a piece of me Enjoy the scenery Counting back from ten But I will never fall asleep I refuse to go numb I refuse to go numb I refuse to go numb so, Let the music come Let the music come Let the music come I'm writing pop songs, done it for so long Sometimes I dream about a chorus that's so clever dumb And now they're telling me, the music industry You can stay if you behave, be a good boy, go to sleep But I refuse to
1: go numb, I refuse to go numb I refuse to go numb, so let the music come
3: You're selling me, and what's compelling me to feel, the only reason I need, here comes a drum beat, I'm moving my feet, the only reason I need, the only reason I need, and a guitar chord, I feel so sure, the only reason I need, the only reason I need, I refuse to go.
1: and come